Welcome from Euractive. My name is Luca Bertuzzi, your digital and media editor, and this is the Digital Brief Podcast. This week, we take a closer look at the presidential campaign in France and what it's on the agenda in digital terms. For an overview on all things digital in the EU, sign up to our free newsletter or visit the website Euractive.com. This is Euractive's Digital Brief Podcast. Today I'm joined by Mathieu Pollet, our correspondent from Paris. Hi, Mathieu. Hi, Luca. So, Mathieu, a few days ago there was a presidential debate uh, on uh, digital policy. What were your main takeaways? Well, it wasn't so much of a debate, but rather each of the candidates taking turns to unveil the digital part of the program. What really um, struck me, though, were the differences in terms of preparation from some of the candidates. Well, digital issues are not easy. I'm not teaching you anything. It's either you know the subject or you don't, and it shows very quickly. Few candidates are a concrete proposal for French tech and for what digital could still bring to, to society. Most of them were simply keeping on the surface, making broad comments about how great the revolutions yet to come will be. What was interesting, however, was that some ideas found kind of an, a political consensus, while others uh, were more shared on the left or on the right. Right. So uh, you just uh, mentioned political consensus. Uh, what sort of uh, issues uh, you see the candidates are more aligned with and wh what are the dividing lines there? The topic of sovereignty has been at the heart of digital debate for, for months now, and it's surely because it, it is a topic that, that speaks to, to future voters, even those who are not tech-savvy. The, the call for more digital sobriety was also very present, especially on the left of the political spectrum. The issue of talent and training was also very much discussed among candidates, as this is a very important issue that has been identified by businesses. Some candidates proposed learning coding from a middle school, while others called for the study of mathematics to be straightened, uh, to be improved from a very young age to compensate for, for the declining level of, of mathematics in, in France. So, indeed, uh, the, the point of sovereignty is very much uh, a French one, uh, and uh, it has uh, echoes here in Brussels very loud and clear. But the question is really how to get there. So what, what are the different views on digital sovereignty that you see along the political spectrum? So, so yes, there is now a consensus on the, on the subject of digital sovereignty. But the means to achieve it and the form it should take is, on the other hand, still a matter of debate. And it is not so much a question of our left or right divide. The mayor of Paris and socialist candidate, for instance, Anne Hidalgo, insisted that this sovereignty should go through the EU, insisting that this was the only way. While the far-left candidate, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, through the voice of one of his spokespersons, because he wasn't, he wasn't there at the event, pleads for French protectionism, whether Brussels likes it or not. The, the, the majority of the candidates also have declared themselves in favor of more public procurement directed towards French tech for some or European tech. On this issue, it seems that only the current French executive is, is showing a, a certain caution. S several candidates on the right and on the left, both, have also committed themselves to working to reduce the digital gap, which is still present in France, whether it is geographical or generational. 
Has the conflict in Ukraine had an impact uh, on the presidential campaign for what concerns uh, digital policy? Not so much. Actually, cybersecurity is surprisingly missing from the debate at the moment. Some candidates have obviously stressed that the crisis, whether it's the COVID crisis or the major tensions with Russia at the moment, those crises have, have alighted the vulnerabilities of our systems. But beyond that, not much on this side, except maybe for Valérie Pécresse, the, the, the candidate from the right, who proposed the creation of a cyber prosecutor. There have been a lot of talks about the French presidency trying to use uh, some key digital files like the DMA, the DSA, needs to uh, as part of their presidential campaign. Do you think that the Ukrainian conflict could overshadow uh, these potential wins of the French presidency? Well, the Ukrainian situation is already over, overshadowing everything at the moment. So that also implies for, for digital policies. Um, what will be really at stake now for Emmanuel Macron to, to, to use the, 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 the achievements he's going to, to, to make through the French presidency of the EU Council is how he's going to present it to, to the public. Because we discuss a lot about DMA and, and DSA um, and some other like minor, minor files. But what does it mean really like to, to his future voters? So it's more about presenting himself as um, the one who's putting an end to, 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 to the digital far west, just like um, Breton like like to say. The Brussels bubble, especially those that follow digital files, have grown accustomed to know Cedric Coe, the French uh, uh, junior minister for digital affairs. A few days ago, O announced that uh, he will withdraw from politics after the elections. Could, could you tell us? Uh, could you tell us a bit about uh, how that went? So yes, Cédrico reportedly told Emmanuel Macron one year ago already that he will leave office after his first term. I think he just wanted to go back to to be in the private sector. He also said that in the in the newspaper where he really like officially announced it that he wanted to see his kids. Actually, um, Silico was yeah. You said it was highly regarded. Um, I think um, and especially in the the French tech community, he was also like present at the at the at Wednesday night uh, at the events I was at, and he was greeted with loads of applause in the room. Um, as for his replacement, it is really difficult to, to predict uh, who is going to, to come next if Macron were to be re-elected. When, when you look at these predecessors, you can only imagine someone who is experienced in the private sector, someone from civil society, as Macron likes to, to, to say, but not a complete beginner in politics either. So it's about finding this right balance, and there is no lack of such profiles, actually, in the French tech community. And there is also the question of whether, regardless of the next president, digital will be given a proper ministry, or as it is the case today, will be attached to the ministry of the It is not very common that in the middle of a presidency of a large country, nevertheless, there is a change so high in the hierarchy. Can we expect any major change in the way the French presidency has approached the digital files until now? I don't think the digital issues are necessarily the most divisive one and the ones that would suffer from a profound change in ideology if Macron were to be um, re-elected. I think for the French presidency's files, well, everything is kind of 
on on the track already so i don't think there's anywhere really like to hijack uh, all the work that that's that's that has been done so far i think on the national um on the national level though where there could be disruption if if is if parties that are not used to power were to be elected and it, it has to do with what i said earlier actually Digital is not the subject of choice for most of them, for most of those parties, unlike subjects like immigration, the environment or the economy. So let's see what the future holds. But it's certain that not all candidates are at the same point in the awareness of digital challenges and the importance to, to, to address those. Indeed, the rest of Europe will be watching very closely. Mathieu Pollet is our correspondent from Paris. Thank you, Mathieu. Thank you, Luca. That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free Digital Brief newsletter to receive a comprehensive overview on all things digital in the EU and beyond. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. I'm Mirruta Pertuzzi and thank you for listening.